podcast episode 85 rob jones we were down but we're not <laughs> we will not ever miss a podcast recording ever 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 this is um, still season two uh, i'm doing air quotes because we said we'd do like seasons and season two has now continued for 70 episodes <laughs> Mate, scale of one to ten, how gutted were you to miss the show no weakness event on the weekend? Oh, I was so upset. Mm. I was so upset. I was so excited about it because I had no idea what was going to happen, and it's right up my street. I'd been preparing by watching SAS Who Dares Wins. Um, I had my Bear Grylls knife ready. I was everything was ready. I was ready. No, so I've got um. I've got 41 bottles of 1.5 liter <laughs> of water at my house if anyone needs. I even bought a new flip knife. Um, basically, everything I was waiting to buy for the winter season to come back for camping, I just went on and bought it all on Tuesday. You know, I have it. Yeah, didn't get to use it. I even have all my Oak Kings. Oak Kings, because I, I was going to use them. Oak Kings, yeah. Uh, I was going to use them for what was going to be trading, wasn't it? That's what you're yes. allowed to do. Exactly. That was the bit I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, I know. It was just playing mind games. Yeah. Would you like an Oak King? Well, how about you don't? If people don't know what we're anyway. talking about, me and Rob, I mean, I am not well known for getting sick, but I've been known to get <laughs> sick. You've, you've not been sick since I've known you. No. Remember. And yeah, last, I think it was after the podcast, you were feeling pretty ropey last week and you were manned out. You're still not man back up yet actually I no i'm still a bit I'm, down we decided i'm 75 percent. what was it mate chest infection i've still yeah chest infection so I'm halfway through a course of antibiotics and chest infection somebody said to me how old are you like only old people get chest infections and like, i know it's not very it's like a really original back in the day people got chest infections nobody does it now do they do you know who else get get chest infections mate who athletes yes <laughs> athletes um, i'll take know, that you should say to your doctor i may i feel like i have a little bit of asthma coming on maybe you i get, need a yeah i i yeah. i know about paul mccord and brick and all i know about those in here those i actually have a few in the house old tui chris yeah. Rowe, call them up. what's up mate how'd you get yours two puffs please two puffs exactly exactly <laughs> and then i was on course for my my first um, Ironman training week back, life was looking good. I was staring 17, 18 hours in the face with adventure camping at the same time. <laughs> I finished along with someone Wednesday and uh, I got out of the pool and thought, ah, my stomach feels a bit weird. And then I got a call from um, a place where I put my dog once a week, um, like a daycare thing. And they said, uh, nothing to worry about, but he's got something uh, like a tooth in his head. I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't sound like much to worry about. So within the space of two hours, my whole week got turned upside down, including my whole stomach got turned upside down and literally spent two days completely man down, not wanting to move much, not being able to keep anything down with a dog with a, I had to oh, inspect his, his head twice a day. I was like, this is a bit different to an adventure camp. <laughs> it's my own adventure camp. If you do read my blog, here's another plug for my blog. <laughs> I called it my own camp of don't trust a fart 2021. <laughs> yeah, luckily, pretty luckily, lovely, but it was nice knowing that you were also sat on your sofa and we were man down together. 
I, I did actually send you. I sent you. I sent you a message. Do you want to? Do you want to put our our camp shirts on and eat our oat kings together? <laughs> we were just doing side bets on who we thought was going to be next out. I know. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Well, we both were. To be fair, there's only mm. one. Well, only two, wasn't it? Two. Anyway, there will be lots more on uh, the show. No weakness. I think adventure camp is probably not the right name. I think it needs to be something else. But more info will come, and it is basically to test your ultimate limits of your mind and yeah. physical capacity. Resilience, isn't it? <clears throat> Mate, I am king of segues, and that does segue us in to our guest this week, who could probably do every show no weakness camp there is to come back to back with zero equipment needed. This guy has mm. got unbelievable resilience, both mentally and physically. He was awarded our first ever No Weakness Award at our Athlete Summit, which was two weeks ago, our award ceremony, which is the first time we've done that, which is really cool. And we had our final award was the No Weakness Award, which was for the athlete who basically showed every trait of the sort of branding of Inner Fight, which I should be able to reel off my head, which I can't. But basically all those traits that we we work by he showed every single one and he's not actually here in dubai he lives over an island and he completed a backyard ultra which set and i'm going to go on a whim here both european and british records yes nodding yes it did we won't say much more we'll let him tell tell the facts but this week's guest is also our I don't know what, how to say it. Winner of the Inner Fight No Weakness Award. Recipient. Recipient? Recipient. Yes. And it is <laughs> Keith. We will get him on very, very shortly. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on, lads. No problem. Marcus is your coach, actually, and he said he couldn't be asked to interview you. As well. <laughs> so he said, can you boys do it? Well, look, I know you two lads are the brains behind the operation. He's just the face of it. <laughs> exactly, mate. Finally, someone with the truth. Said so his, uh, his Google Translate's uh, subscription had actually expired, so he didn't need, didn't need another, another thing to try and work on with you. <laughs> yeah, luckily, actually, I've got Rob as my translator here. Yeah, you're definitely going to need it, lads. Definitely going to need it. <laughs> So, mate, obviously, you're, you are Irish. You live in Ireland. Tell us a bit yeah. about yourself. Whereabouts in Ireland are you living? What do you do? And uh, one fun fact. Let's go with that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, I live in Navan, County Mead uh, in Ireland. So, it's not about an hour from Dublin. So, uh, it's on the, the East Coast. Um, I run. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I, I, I walk occasionally as well. Um, yeah, so I'm an electrician by trade, but I, I commission fire alarm systems now. But, um, oh, Jesus, fun fact. I, I like training. <laughs> <laughs> we will come on to your training in a bit. <laughs> Rob, you've done a backyard ultra. I have. Keith. I, actually, I actually heard that before I done mine. So that was my target first. <laughs> ah, explains it. Rob, for those who don't know, <laughs> tell, us, 
tell us what a backyard ultra is. A backyard ultra. Uh, the short version is: it's a race with only one winner, and the rest of the people that are entered into the race, uh, DNF, they do not finish. And in effect, it is a six point seven kilometer loop. You run the same loop over and over and over again, on the hour, every hour, until nobody is left apart from the one remaining person, and they are crowned the winner. But in a sick twist of fit, when you when that second person drops out and you are the one remaining person, you need to run a solo lap on your own to finish the race and then deem yourself the winner. And if you don't, then nobody wins. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. That's it. <laughs> Actually, That's just, it. Um, before we come on to yours, Keith, one just happened on the weekend, right? Yeah. Yes. Suffolk, wasn't it? Suffolk, Suffolk Backyard Ultra. Suffolk, yeah. That, that was serious. That was unbelievable running by two lads. They took a few of your records, didn't they? Oh, just the one. But <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I looked at it that um, the 10K record on track was beaten, the world record. And then uh, I think it was 53 or 73 hours later, it was yeah. beaten again. So at least I held mine for three weeks. So it wasn't too <laughs> bad. I <laughs> think... If you like, you could be the, you know, the Roger Bannister of the backyard. <laughs> it was the Bannister effect. Yeah, sure. I, st I still hold the, the Irish record anyway. So at least it's, it's something. Good man. Good man. Mate, tell us about your, well, tell us the stats behind your um, backyard ultra. So I completed 63 loops, which is 63 hours, uh, covering 422 four kilometers i think it was uh which is 262 miles so it's effectively about 10 marathons in 63 hours uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> someone broke that down to me that it was 10 marathons like fucking hell it's 10 marathons but yeah like, lots of people wouldn't run that in 10 years no yeah and my physio said to me he says like you know like it's three weeks recovery for every marathon he says i'll see you next year <laughs> <laughs> Training Peaks reckons you burnt 38,781 calories. Now, I didn't have my heart rate strap on. Um, so I take it. Heart rate sort of does that, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, to your calories burnt, your heart rate. So my watch is sort of higher heart rate than my heart strap would be. So I, I presume, yeah, it wouldn't be a million miles off it, but yeah. Mm. Amazing. every bit of it. <laughs> I've, so when you... When you started this race, did you, did you have, like you say, did you actually have a goal distance in mind or were you just going to go until you couldn't go anymore? Was there any, any limit that you really wanted to reach? No, uh, there was no limit because I don't believe in, in limits because if you hit that limit, then that's when your sort of body starts to relax and shut down then. And that happened at the end of it when I knew I had finished, I had won it. Your whole body just relaxes and everything just seems to, tense up and your muscles get sore and everything sore then so um look talking with marcus it was just going to be show up to the start line every hour uh, until we cottoned anymore or time out or whatever happened but mm -hmm. nothing like that ever came to it um i never not didn't want to show up to the start line and it was just an amazing experience like i thought to be honest, that it was going to go for 48, 49 hours because of the weather that we have here in Ireland. It was surprisingly 
good, you know. Um, so it was always going to bring out loads of people. And like we had the second highest turnout at 100 miles, which is 39 people. Um, wow. You know, so even at that point, you knew that it was we were going to be here for a very long time. And then for the last 20 hours, and it was four of us just battening out, you know. But I sort of said about 48, 49 hours and then work every hour after that, just hour by hour. But like that was, so we went for 63, like it was, it was crazy. Like. <laughs> Could have kept going. But. <laughs> was, um, how much did you put into strategy with other competitors or were you just there and <clears throat> Keith was doing Keith? Yeah, I, I don't focus on anyone else. I was just focusing on myself. Now, obviously, Rob, you know what goes on in, in last one standing, a lot of mind games. And like, I never got dragged into any of that. I, I just stuck to my own strategy that myself and Marcus sort of put together and just controlled my race and, and what I could do. Um, so obviously, the rest was a massive factor. Fuel and uh, nutrition wise was a massive factor. And then just basically just sticking with it the whole the whole way um like you you mentioned the last race there uh matt who came second and someone asked him like why did you why did you just turn back why did you stop and he said I, I just forgot what i was doing and you can i can completely relate to that because through the race you have to tell yourself where you are at one stage i couldn't even remember where i was um what what county i was in i i couldn't it was why are you running this? Why are you here? Do you know what you're doing? So you had to sort of bring your whole mind back to that point of where you are and tell yourself where you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and that sort of worked well, especially at night when you have the head torch on and all you have is just what's in front of you. Your mind just starts to nearly want to run away with you. So you have to sort of rein that back in and just come back to the point of where you're at and why you're doing it and what you're doing and, and where you're going. Good strategy. The, um, the concept of there not being a finish line, I think is probably what ends most people. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you've both done this. I've, I've never done this event. You've both done it. How do you have to create the finish line in your mind do you create one and then think that's not good get rid of it or like how do you literally start your next lap not knowing whether it will be your last lap or not knowing it whether you've got to have another eight more to do after it do you want to take this one Rob? <laughs> um well, yeah for me i i try or whenever i've done these before i think now that you said that i think i i focus far too much on trying to get into other people's head and i definitely waste far too much energy doing it yeah. But I love it. Yeah, <laughs> That's one of the things I love about the race more so than actually the race itself. Um, but in terms of their, like not knowing how long you will be running for, you just, for something like that, you just break it down into lap by lap, don't you? You yeah, just think, absolutely. I've just got to get to this bit by this time, then I reset and I go again. Absolutely. And you almost want as many decisions removed from your control as possible so you don't have to worry about those or think about those. And then you just, all you have to worry about is, oh, I start again. And I go again and again. Yeah. Like, if you look at it, if I, if I started that race looking at 63 hours, you know, that's like, it's, it's near impossible. You're talking three days running. Um, so as Rob said there, you know, you have to break it down hour by hour into four, four miles. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're running at that time. 
Um, like at one stage, I was breaking it down into, into sections. Into so I come into a section, I knew it was going to be two or three minutes till I got out of that section. And once I got out of there, then I knew that right, it was going to be two minutes through the next section. And that's eventually what I was breaking each 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 lap down to was different sections and get through that. Um, like when I hit a point that I just wanted a time out, I just wanted to lie on the ground and. All I had to do was say, right, get, get back around to the finish line that I could get that 10 minutes rest, then reset and, and go back to the start line to go again. And once you can get through that, the darkest points of that race, once you're coming out the far side, like we had two hours of darkness left um, before we hit light again. And like obviously running through the day or morning is a lot easier. Like sunrise, I love running into the sunrise. And I think we would have had a good few hours left in us before, obviously, before you got back into night again. But, you know, it is breaking it down into hour by hour. Then it's nearly like stretches of each lap. And then you're nearly down to just, just keep moving forward until um, you get back to the start line, the finish line. Do you think, would you enter a 420 kilometer ultra race? Of course. <laughs> 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 um, realize the answer to that as I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you we get see, my drift <laughs> be honest with you I, I like the concept of no finish line um, because I think that's where I'm strongest um, like obviously as I said there when, when you know that the finish line is coming your whole body nearly starts to relax like if you're in a 100 mile race when you hit <laughs> 90 miles you know like you're nearly counting down right I have 10 miles left then you're 5 miles then you're like I have four laps of a running track. I have two laps of a running track. Do you know what I mean? So you're nearly, you're preparing yourself all the time for that finish. In this year, you don't know until the second last person drops out. You know, you're on, you're on game all the time. You're high alert. Do you know, like you can't trust what anybody says in these races. Like if someone says they're dropping out, chances are they're lying. <laughs> Do you know? Because they want you to say, once you start to calm down, your body starts to relax. And then your mind starts to relax, and that's when you start effectively drop, going to drop out. I have so many questions for you, Keith. Go <laughs> I've got. <laughs> I want to know. Um, yeah, just uh, I've, I, now that you said that, Tom, my mind's just gone completely blank. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll jump back in. Dan, um, are you a data-focused person? Um, uh, I like to know my paces. I like to know my heart rates. Um, but realistically, I don't focus on that. I focus on how I feel. Um, off you either. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking at your training peaks, by the way. Yeah. But going, going into that week, your average training week hours was 10 hours. That week? No. Average for the, from the last six months. Okay. It was 10 hours a week. Is that and then good? you go and do a <laughs> two-hour non-stop run. I do a two-hour non-stop run. Were you, were you not aware? Were, were you aware of, of your training hours by week going in? Or did you, did you know and had to block it out? Because, yeah, you, it's unbelievable. You've done six times the amount of normal training hours you've done it in a day or over three days than your average you've completed in a week for the last six months 
what what happened was say on the two weeks leading up to that race I was injured so I didn't even know if I was going to be running it for a start but I understand what you're saying so you're saying like within the six months before that my average was 10 hours for per week yeah um but like like I spoke to Marcus on this as well and he's had he's had a look at it and like I obviously don't run as much as most ultra runners would run um I don't know why that is. I just uh, like I I don't know. I feel like my longest run for that was twelve hours. I don't cover the hundred and twenty k, um, and realistically that was just to for my nutrition, just practicing nutrition. So doing I think it was ten point five ten k in in fifty five minutes, stopping for five minutes, getting nutrition in, and then going again and just keep repeating that process. And it was the same same loop over and over and over again. Yeah, it, I had a quite a leading question to be honest because. For that event, how much percentage of you running for 62 hours, 63 hours, was down to your mind and how much of it was down to your physical capabilities? Uh, in that race there, I think it's all mental. It's all mental. Like, you're walking a lot. You know, you run, you jog the flats, you run the downhills, you're walking uphills. So, like, you know yourself, like 4.2 miles in... 48 minutes you know you're not moving overly quick um but at the same time you have to be consistent but yeah you know over time your body's going to break down everybody that was there say the four of us that were there are feeling the same like your muscles are getting sore when you sit down you get stiff so you're taking that first say 50 meters just to get moving again to get your get your warm back up before you can start jogging again but um yeah, it's it's all down to, to how, how strong a mind you are and obviously how much you sleep and how much you eat in the early early stages rather than trying to catch up because you just never will. Do you train your mind? Marcus trains my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do um we do I don't mountain repeats. So there's a there's a mountain that I go down to in Dublin, in the Wicklow Mountains. So it's three and a half K up and three and a half K down. Now, we started training on this when I was training for Martin de Saab. So, Marcus has a fascination about this one because I think it's about 500 meters uh, elevation. So, up and down in about 50 minutes. Um, so, we've done that about five or six, in about five or six hours uh, one time. So, like you're walking up and you're running down, but it's your whole body is sore, but your mind is telling you just to stop. Um, and it's, it's just overcoming that and just just to keep pushing through. Amazing. How do you how do you manage? So you talked about you know your mind is a big big element of this, but if your body breaks down, yeah. that's what's propelling you forward ultimately. So you can't move forward. How do you manage your body for a distance you don't know you're running? <laughs> well, um, you know what I mean because. People that run a marathon know that around 30K, if they're pushing at marathon effort, it's going to be sore and they're going to have to grit through the last section. If you're doing a half marathon, you know when it's going to start to hurt. But if you're running an endless race, how do you manage everything? Well, like, you know, when you look at it, right, so you look at your, you sort of scan, do a full body scan. And as long as it's not anything serious, as in like tendons, ligaments, anything like that, that that's starting to creep in, but it's like, say, calf soreness or, or quad soreness or hand, like, you know, everything's going to hurt. Um, so, like, look, a friend of mine's a physio and he was crewing for me as well. So that sort of helped, you know. Um, 
but at the same time you just you just sort of block it all out because you know it's all normal it's nothing that's long lasting um like i done i jumped over a, a bit of stones and i landed on a bit of grass and my, my heel dropped and i felt my achilles uh stretch and for that the rest of that lap i was sort of limping back so i had to get my i had to get my foot strapped back up again but once i got it strapped up and you just you just block it out like um, and I know it's tough to say, or so I suppose maybe tough for people to, to fathom that, or how can you block something out like that? But when you're in the middle of a race, um, you know, I'm very, very competitive as well. So nothing, nothing is going to really stop me. I, um, I done a race there up in, in Donegal. It's called the Seven Sisters. So it's 52 kilometers, about 4,000 meter ascent. And like, <clears throat> it was really just go out hard and, see how much you're going to, to struggle home. And it was one of these races that I lay in streams of water, I lay on the ground, and I was just praying for the race to be over. But just, I couldn't find an excuse big enough that I could stop. So I just had to keep getting up and keep moving forward. And the same thing would happen again. And I'd go through the whole thing again of like, I will not be happy sitting here this evening or tomorrow saying I stopped because of, whatever it was, whatever I'd come up with at the time. Um, so as I said, I didn't have an excuse big enough to pull up or to stop. So once I crossed the finish line, it, it was just, it was like, you know, it's that mental strength then of saying like, there, there's nothing that can stop you, you know, only your own head that's going to stop you and, and give you the ex any excuse you want. It'll give it to you if you want to take it. Rob, great answer. <laughs> Still processing that answer. Have you always been a runner? No. How long no. have you been running for? I started running twenty sixteen, uh, so about five five years. Yeah. And people probably don't know this, but you run a two forty nine marathon in in a fifty k time trial. <laughs> 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 I um I we done a time trial there because I think uh I think probably some 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 of the stuff I was saying to Marcus he was like I just have to put him under pressure for a little bit so he gave me a fifty k time trial so um we done yeah we done a two forty nine marathon but we ran a three twenty four fifty k so I sort of made I made the I broke the Irish standard to qualify to run for Ireland. Uh, in a hundred k race, which is three thirty, so both for six minutes. Brilliant. And so, how did you get running? How did you start? Um, so I started running with my daughter Alana. <clears throat> she um she was spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy, and just to get her out and about, um, I started running with her and bring her out a night walking, and seen I went to a half marathon race with a friend of mine, and uh, seen someone running chair and thought this is what I want to do with her. So we aimed to do Dublin City Marathon in 2017. Um, and we raised, I think we raised about €70,000 for a wheelchair accessible bus for uh, respite care home that Alana attended in Navan. Um, so we ran Dublin City Marathon, yeah, in 2017. So that was the, I think we spent about a year, year training for that. We'd done 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. We travelled the country doing them. Yeah. Did you enjoy the running part or did you enjoy sharing it with <coughs> Alana? Um, I enjoyed both, you know, I think it took, 
say I always said I wanted to run a marathon, but I never really had that drive or reason to do it. Um, so once I started running with Alana, it was something for me and her and to bond together because like for say the first four years of her life, she wouldn't even come to me because she was so anxious and she would cry all the time, you know, so it was very, very hard. So once, once we sort of started running, we sort of created this bond together. Um, like we'd, we'd leave the house at six o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday morning. We'd head down to the Phoenix park in Dublin, which is one of Europe's biggest parks. Um, so we'd go running around it and, you know, it made her, uh, I suppose it made her a lot better. Um, she was more calmer. Um, like even the, this, I think it was down to just all the sounds and, you know, the trees, the cars, all that sort of thing. She was, she was stimulated in that way, you know, so it made her tired. She would start sleeping a lot better. And then for myself, like as a, as a I suppose, like, as I said, I'm, I'm competitive. So to be training, um, three or four times a week um, and then to be like racing as well you know and then and then the reception that Alana got at races everywhere you went was, was absolutely brilliant like you know what were you doing before running like what did you do growing up sport wise so I would have played uh, football with soccer I would have played Gaelic football I would have played hurling would have played a bit of golf so growing up was very sporty and then I think once I started walking around 16 so you sort of have to cut back on on what you do sport wise so I end up staying with soccer and, and Gaelic football. Um, but then obviously when you start going out, you start drinking, you start smoking and all this sort of crack. So that's sort of what happened to me. And I think the last time I played football then, I was 30 years of age. I captained the junior C in O'Mahony's to, uh, championship. Um, and then I, I stopped after that. So I didn't do anything for about three years um, before I started running with Alana. I sort of like in and out of the gym. I done a bit of CrossFit, um, but nothing, nothing major done a few CrossFit competitions now, but um, still smoking. So once once I decided to start running with Anna and do do the marathon, I wanted to do the best I could. Um, so it was a matter of just stop smoking, stop drinking, and put 100% into, into what I wanted to do to make it m- memorable for me and for, for her. Brilliant. I think this is one of the reasons why, certainly for me anyway, <laughs> you got the, the No Weakness Award was... I think sometimes it's more, well, it's for me anyway, way more inspiring to see someone like you who isn't a background of a runner, but just has no, not saying no respect for the rules, but you, you couldn't give an absolute flying fuck if you had trained, like whether or not you'd done the right training for that event, you were going to keep going until you were the last person. Whereas yeah someone who was a runner would analyze everything they've done up to that point and go, I'm not going to make it past maybe 24 hours. And you've just got such a, a passion and a reason and, and the reason why you found running that you just like, you just head down, keep, keep on churning on. And, and that's exactly what people need more of. Like people wait to be sort of allowed to do things or they, they have to wait for races to be on to, to train to then go be told they're allowed to start a race and finish a race. And they, they are, I'm not a runner, so I can't do that. Or I wasn't a runner as a kid, so I can't do that. And, and you just sit there with a, like, I imagine you in my head, you're just standing there with a clipboard, just absolutely scribbling out every single excuse that anyone's ever had about why they can't run or raise money for children, which is what you do. Um, And earn records, like you don't just run and, and just 
like churn through things like you're fast <laughs> you run a 249 as part of a 50k time trial and so you're probably absolutely one of the most inspiring and powerful guests we've had on for that reason alone is because you you don't give a shit to the running gods you just do <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> um, yeah well look like i came to marcus to to help me out say i wanted to run say martin the sab and I was I was told to go and talk to him. Um, obviously, I haven't even ran Martin the Sab yet. Like I, we've been training, I've been training with Marcus. I think for near on two years now. Um, and Martin Sab is due to go March next year. I've deferred it to, but you know, like the last one standing was the first. I think it was the first race, definitely first ultra race that we've done together. Like, um, and. You know the training that he does is just it's second to none, and like there's no there's no bullshit. Like you know, if you're not doing putting it in, you will be found out. Um, like I listened to I was listening to one of your podcasts there, and Rob was saying about doing the four k, three k, two k, one k with one k in between, and you says that you were running three fifty five, and you uh, come to two k, you were hanging, and the last one k was just get it done. You know and that's the exact same way as I felt. And, you know, I, I suppose I give myself a hard time as well because I feel I shouldn't be feeling like that. You know, I, sh I feel that I'm training hard enough. I should be hitting the markers that set out. Um, like Marcus could hit, say, 350. Um, and, you know, you're pushing hard and your heart rate's through the roof. And when, when you finish up, like I'd, I suppose when on training peaks, I'd, I'd go on and I'd sort of have a bit of a rant as well about, how I was feeling and I suppose if I was hitting them markers he's going to make it tougher anyway so you know it's it's a bit of a battle like who's going to give in first you know as am I going to stop <laughs> in a session or is he going to keep pushing me harder so you know so it is that battle between the two of us like and it's a good battle to have um and like you know it's it's I've never been fitter I've never been uh, like physically and mentally fitter and um like to be part of the NFI community is, is absolutely fantastic. Like, do you know what I mean? Like people say to me, like, oh, how much does it cost? And you go, well, how much, how much would you pay? You know what I mean? To be fitter, healthier and, and living. Do you know, like what, what price do you put on that? So like you can't. So mm. that's, it's, it's just unbelievable. And you know, mm. I've, I've, so much respect for you lads and Marcus and everyone identified for, for what you do. Like it's, it's just incredible. Like, you know, and that's, to be honest, that's what has me running the races that I have as well. You know, Marcus pushing me so hard, putting all them sessions in and like, even like the three K's or, or the five K sessions, like I look at the paces and it's like, I'm not, I'm just not going to be able to hit that, you know, but you do push yourself and you put it in. Um, and if you're, like if you're five seconds off per kilometer, like it, it does sort of go, it does eat away at you. You do have that rant, even though like that's what it's set at that for, not to hit it, but to push yourself to that point of like you're you're working hard, you know. How um how far do you think you still have to push, both mentally and physically? How much more can you give? Um well like I, I, I've only started ultra running in 2019. So I've ran, I've literally ran, uh, the first race was 172 kilometers, which is Dublin to Belfast. And I finished third. That was 18 hours, 20. 
I ran a 24-hour race around a, a one-mile loop. I covered 209.7 kilometers. Um, and then there's, there's no other real races after that. So I done, I done 100 mile on a running track in under 16 hours. Then I done another 24 hour on a 400 meter running track and I covered 227 kilometers. Now they, them two aren't races because there was nothing going ahead. That was just for myself. <clears throat> and then just the last one standing really. That was the, so um, yeah, I think like as Marcus said himself, it's all down to building experience. Um, and once I can sort of, um, I suppose, build experience and learn from my experiences, like I've learned so much as it is now through training, through preparation, through nutrition, that I think I still have so much to learn. So potentially you could, you know, you could be, you know, you'd be well up there, but at the same time, I don't look at other people. I look at myself and if I am doing the best that I can and you win, the winning is a bonus, but if I'm pushing myself to the best that I can be, that's all, that's all I'm here for. And that's all I want to do. And I know that's all that Marcus wants me to do. How old are you now, Keith? I'm uh, 38. Okay. I think you can definitely do a lot more within the sport of, of ultra running. One of those mm. things will be to head over to the States because you've qualified for Biggs Backyard last one standing. Yeah. Are you, is that still the plan? Is COVID yeah. allowing that? So far, so far. So I'd imagine uh, international flights should be going um, by October. So I think what well, we've four four months. Um, so I think I've got my first jab as well for the the COVID vaccine, just in case that what you know it's going to be, become an issue. So, yeah. um, yeah, look, it's one of these things. It's it's I suppose what dreams are made of, really, isn't it? That you want to race against some of the best ultra runners in the world, and no better place to do it than in uh, you know Big's backyard. You know, like you get to you get to race against the best, um, and you get to meet Laz. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been? Have you ever been over to the states? I've never been outside of Europe, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee then is gonna be interesting. Yeah. There's a lot worse there than COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've been? <laughs> I've been. Yeah, I've been in twenty. Can't remember. Uh, there was a seventy point three World Championships there. And nice. it is it is an amazing it's an amazing place, but um some very interesting sites there that you think this I thought this was fake in the movies, but it's not. It's, it's <laughs> so I think you're gonna have a lot of fun over there and they're definitely gonna love you, mate. Have have you got any other um after this, Keith, have you got any other big events or big sort of bucket list things that you wanna take off? Yeah, as I said, like I'm 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 signed up for Martin Sab, so that's mm -hmm due now to go in March, uh, early March. So it's too easy for you. Jesus, the heat, you know, we can't, um, it's very hard for us over here. So that's why like we, we started training for it like the very, very first time, which was, I think it was last year. I went through a full uh, four month or six month training block of it and done the last session, came down from the mountain. I had an email on my phone to say that it was postponed. Um, and it like, you know, you, you could let it get in on you and, you know, you could get pissed off and annoyed that it was, you went through a full training block and, you know, you weren't going to race. But like at the end of the day, you've absolutely lost nothing. If in actual fact you've gained, you've gained experience. Like it's been cancelled, what, three times and 
from then to now, I'd be so much more confident going now. I've learned so much more now. Um, you know, and that's what you have to keep doing. And like, if a race doesn't go ahead, it doesn't go ahead. It, it doesn't, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. You know what I mean? I don't train for races. Like I train for me and my life experiences. And to be honest with you, that's what I'm building up now. And if a race happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, if I like, I'm looking to, to I'm probably looking to, to run for Ireland at some stage in 24 hour or 100K. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, it's not, it's not going to get me down. I'll, I'll race somewhere else um, and I'll do, do something different. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I never thought at my age now that I'd have myself in a position to be racing in world championships. You know, I thought that was long gone, long behind me. So to be at this point in life, to be where I am, as happy as I am and enjoying it, you know, that's, you know, that's what I want to be. I think lots of people could take a lot from that. Fully, fully agree. Yeah. Brilliant. Keith, is there anything um, you want to like shout out to? You obviously run for a lot of charities. Is there anywhere people can go to, to, to help support you or support any of those charities? Yeah, well, all my stuff will be on, say, my Instagram page, uh, be Keith underscore, underscore, underscore Russell. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I should make it a bit easier. I should make it a bit easier. Three underscores, yeah, should make it a bit easier. Uh, or my Facebook page, which is Keith Russell. We have Team Alana Facebook page, which is our, our uh, charity, our, our fundraising page that we, we raise money for, for kids with disabilities. Um, like, we keep that going now after like Alana passed away in December in 2017, six weeks after running Dublin City Marathon. So what we do is we still fundraise. We have Alana's memorial run um, every year. And if we can raise money at that, and um, we obviously we donate money to, to families or, or kids with disabilities just to help them out. Um, because obviously it's, it's, it's tough having, having a child with disabilities and you need so much, um, whether it be renovating house or, or if you need equipment or stuff like that, you know, it can cost a lot of money. So. Um, we just tried to help out and, and that's all we want to do like amazing i will direct people there it'll all be in the show notes Thanks and obviously when we when we send out on instagram i'll put your tag handle in there as well so people can head on over mate Brilliant. thank you so much for coming on thank you for sharing that and, and obviously sharing your your story of uh of how and, and why why you do the incredible things that that you do and i've no doubt you're going to head over to Tennessee and absolutely tear it up over there in one way or another and then um, go run in that green vest and we'll get you back on and find out how it was. Thanks very much, lads. I really can, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, if we can try and get you hooked up with some sort of sun cream sponsor before then, I think that would be <laughs> a very wise <laughs> use of your time. <laughs> be handy in the desert as well. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Keith, thank you so much. Take care. Thanks very much, lads. Mind just Mate, why do we train so many hours? We just need to train our mind. That, that's the key. That right there is the key. Think how much spare time we could have. I'm emailing my coaches. <laughs> so he trains half as much as you, but can run for, well, he started running on the Saturday and finished on the Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. He ran a marathon two minutes quicker than me in a 50K time trial. Blows your mind. I, I, but then... So not only can he run fast, but he can run far. And for a guy that's not been running for, well, in his running career is tiny.
And you would, yeah. I suppose as well, at, at his age, you would probably, you wouldn't write him as, you know, an up and coming ultra athlete for the nation. It's, you know, ultra, ultra running is now going the opposite end. You know, you've got 24, 25 year olds um, all coming through the ranks. And then there's Keith, like, like you say, breaking all the rules, doesn't give a shit. He's like, no, I'm 38. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. No, it's seriously, if you could bottle up whatever he uses to, to keep that mind going, it would, it would sell faster than the latest carbon shoes. That's for sure. Yeah. I might just copy and paste his training plan into mine. <laughs> Amazing. But I think it's also important to remember that, you know, as humans, we all experience different things and we go through very different scenarios that get us to these places. And um, I think this part of the struggle that Keith has been through, he has found a way of turning that into a positive for mm -hmm. himself and obviously Alana as well. And that is probably the biggest lesson to anyone listening in and listening to Keith's story is he, like I said before, against all odds and against every, you know, he has every excuse under the books to, to be that guy down the pub who is drinking yeah. his life away. And, and he's not, he's main thing, running things, having fun for himself, but, also a memory of his daughter and he's inspiring so many people along yeah. the way. Um, like, like you said, raising a lot of uh, money to help people that are maybe in a similar situation. So yeah, he's doing a lot of good. He owns the stamp that says your excuse is invalid. He just, he owns that. If anyone has it, he just should pop up and stamp it on their forehead. We could make him a gif. <laughs> we should make him a gif. Yes, that's a great Speak idea. to marketing. <laughs> macho he's listening because he edits the podcast yeah, no, he has to listen to the whole thing so macho we want a gif for keith please done not only podcasting we're also brainstorming excellent mate how's your week looking coming back from um from your old man chest infection light it's looking light i uh no i'm gonna start easing in with a bit of well actually some hiking some weight vest stuff just to get the body moving keep it all low intensity I trained this morning, just some light strength, um, and I'm not back yet. So yeah, intensity will be low, but I'm feeling good. Feeling so it's good. good to move again, actually. A week off, oh God, blows my like, mind numbing. Mm. Yeah. And I hate it. You have to adjust your food a little bit as well for that. Mm. But you eat less. Eat, you don't want to eat too much <laughs> less because that you want to be eating good food when you're sick, but also you've got to remember that you're not, you're not expending like 2000 calories a day. This is it. I've had so many vegetables in the last week. I, I just want to go back to oats and peanut butter. <laughs> Class. Um, awesome. That's it. Done. That's it for this week. I think this has been one of my favorite shows. I've, I I, sometimes bad to say that because of other guests, but no, it's true. Yeah. I've taken a lot from that. I'm definitely, I'm just the way he describes running and the feeling he gets through it and his mindset around running, especially even races, races being canceled. His mindset around that is just superb. Yeah, it is. It is. Big thank you to Keith. And, and again, a huge well done for being mm. our first recipient of the Inner Fight No Weakness Award. Definitely. Very well deserved. Good. We'll be back next week. I believe we have three weeks worth of guests lined up. We do. I'm trying to get a fourth week as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's not replying yet. Kipchoge, reply. <laughs> Kipchoge is going to be the Jess Ennis of 2021. I'm trying to get a, another Welsh guest. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Shamai bud. Oh, let's see. All right. Take it easy. Get better. Done. We'll you be too. Next we'll week. We'll be back. Of course we will. Better do some plugging, actually. For anything, <laughs> anything you want to train for, just email endurance@inafight.com. Uh, start to run, rjinafight.com. Adventuring, ikinafight.com. That's Ivana. Swimming, endurance@inafight.com. If you want to find Rob Jones on Instagram and see how he's making his comeback from a chest infection, which, mate, you've not plugged your 30-day challenge. Oh, yeah, completely Head over to Rob Jones Endurance. <laughs> and he is currently in day five. Day five. A 30-day challenge. And I absolutely love that at our team meeting last week, Skinny said, do we want to do any challenges? And I said, no, because people have got enough going on. We're all really tired. And you went, I'll take this idea and do it myself. <laughs> no, it's because it was, it was 30 days until our race. I was like, what? Like, you know, 30 days is quite a nice number. And I need... To, I need to make sure that I'm still doing like stability work and a bit of mobility. So I thought, I wonder if, if I have the accountability to do a little bit every day, I'll put it on Instagram, people can follow along. I'm going to be motivated to do it. No, so I turned it into a challenge. I went completely against what we said in the meeting. I think it's perfect. And Apologies. I do it on your own account. <laughs> Don't get me involved. Yeah, Brilliant. I've, I've done that. Perfect. Uh, for anything else, email endurance in a fight.com if you want to get in touch with me com, or head over to instagram tom walker fitness that's it see you next week bye bye